Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the Seacoast Dynasty League podcast. This is our off-season episode number two, and uh, we've got a little special thing in store for you today. I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to our podcast host for the day, uh, GM of Two Weeb for Me, Ryan Carlton. Hey, what's good, y'all? Like uh, Giovanni said, this is a a special um, episode. Uh, so we're going to start off with introducing the teams that are going to be, or GMs that are going to be interviewed today. Giovanni, can you introduce uh, yourself and your team? Hey, it's Gio, your resident commissioner, uh, two-time 2015 and 2017 champion, uh, your 2018 most valuable player, and I am the owner of the Imperial Beach Purple Hearts. So to my left, we got we got your boy, Jake Belchonk. What's good? Yeah, you already know. It's, it's your boy, Jake <laughs> The owner of the team, Sandeezy Krispy Kremes. Uh, Zero-time winning uh, champion. Uh, I believe one-time playoff appearance. Uh, going to go for two next season. Uh, I, I believe but, it's going to uh, happen. But yeah, yeah, that's that's me, Sandeezy's. Right. Is, is it the Sandeezy's or is it the Krispy Kremes? Oh, it's Krispy Kremes. That's uh. Sandeezy's just the location. Because, uh. you know, you got to put a location on on the team, oh, or by team name, right? Bro, I want you to win because I want to design you a jersey that's got like donuts dripping on it. Yes, yeah, his yes. life is sweet like donuts. All right. Um. So now that we got that out of the way, um, we're gonna talk about um, team records for a little bit. Um. We'll start off with Jake. Um. I think that um the tale of of Giovanni's team is pretty apparent. But uh, Jake, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your season? Just a little summary. Uh. Okay. So this past season was. Not good. It was not decent <laughs> at all. Uh, one win, uh, twelve losses. That's that's bad. We're, I'm I'm looking like the Cleveland Browns out here. Okay, it's not good. Um, I am happy that that one win was against Tony. I like that. Rip and uh, Tony's career. But yeah, um, it was not a good season. But uh, in my opinion, uh, in my opinion, I won the season. Uh, for myself, because it's you know it's obviously more than just the season. It's it's dynasty. It's it's about the future. So uh, I st- I feel like I still you know came out came out on top. Uh, I got some good results out of this season. Yeah, well, I guess you could say you packed it up and you packed it in, and now you're ready to begin. All right, uh, <laughs> you're ready to begin. Um, uh, all right, uh, Giovanni, your team was literally the mirror of uh, Jake's team. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, while Jake feels like he had a success of a season, I felt like I had a failure of a season. Um, in my team profile in the in our league magazine last summer, I, I, I literally wrote anything less than a championship would be a disappointment for this team, uh, and it was. Uh, having, having the most the highest scoring team, uh, having, a, having strong week to week performances didn't matter. Uh, lost the Super Bowl to Allen. All props go to him. Um, but it was it was heartbreaking, and uh, I had a, I had a great individual year. But that means nothing without a title. All right. Well, you've heard it from both. Um, and again, mirroring one going one and twelve, the other going twelve and one. Uh, very interesting stuff here. Um, we're gonna move on to um, our all time uh, record. Um, Jake, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you feel like your past seasons have gone? And then uh, how, what your hopes are for this next season? Uh, well, the overall record is, um, 
it's 23 to 29. Uh, 23 wins and 29 losses. When I saw that number, oy, <laughs> that hurt. That hurt real bad. I mean, tw- I I can't I I can't even remember all 29 losses. Like <laughs> honestly, I, it didn't even feel like that. But um, just seeing that number was just like, oh, that's that's a that's a number that I don't want to keep growing. I want that number to kind of either stay or you know not increase that much. Um, but um, yeah, I guess. It, I guess the uh, accumulation of that of that record was just uh, uh, I'll be honest, pretty much just negligence of the of the team, um, not really setting up lineups, giving out uh, too many easy wins, because um, a lot of those wins I I I could have I could have won I, I can remember I could have won uh, a good amount of games if I just set set up my lineup or even just paid attention to a couple different trades, uh, made different moves. Um, analyze on some trades and some players uh, uh, and uh, you know instead of uh, banking on uh, different uh, hype players that you you know you just hear on on Bleacher Report or whatever and you, you just kind of buy into the hype uh, uh, actually you know factor in all the factors instead of just you know hearing whatever players get the get those highlight reels yeah definitely um you definitely want to make sure you keep track of what, how many eggs you put into what basket, while definitely taking chances on some on some players you never want to uh, put stock into one that you just kind of hurt on the fly. Um, taking it to you, Gio. Same question, uh, same scenario. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, so I, I just want to make a comment quickly about Jake. Your 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 team. One of those years was ten and three, so you did have a very good season thrown in there but that just means that those other seasons might be ones to forget um, for me 12 and 1 is a season to forget I set the bar for myself uh, last year in 2017 going undefeated 13 and 0 is what I strive for every year unfortunately I am currently sitting at 46 and 6 I believe so that's six losses over four years that is unacceptable that is about that is an average of two losses per season, or, no, or one, that's an average of one and a half losses per season. Uh, we want that to be at zero losses here at the Imperial, uh, here at Imperial Beach Purple Hearts. Uh, we will uh, we will do anything in our power to make that uh, average drop down below one. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's intense. That's the, uh, Just do your job, and then you won't lose. Just do it. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Uh, I think we'll we'll go with Jake's team first and then move on to Giovanni's. Uh, so with this next question, uh, how do you feel your team performed in the comparison to your divisional opponents? With your polarized positions in the rankings, can you comment, uh, Jake, on that? I, I feel like uh, my team um, averaged out pretty well. Um, a lot of players uh, performed well above my uh, expectations. Um, some players I didn't think were going to do well. Uh, they had a couple of uh, 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 booming uh, games. A couple of them hit like up to you know 20, 30 points, uh, which always you know gets anyone excited when a player just kind of carries your entire team just on that. Um, but I feel like overall my team was 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 pretty good. Uh, I don't have like. Uh, 
too much of like uh, those, uh, I guess, uh, famous name drop uh, players, but I do feel like I have like a, a steady, nice, uh, consistent um, stack of players um, compared to compared to the other like lower lower schemed or lower level lower ranking sorry lower ranking um, teams such as um, Arturo and uh, Emilio I believe but just a couple of you know other teams I feel like mine is is, is pretty up there uh, compared to my division uh, I feel like I have a pretty tough division um, just because well Mikey has uh, well I don't know his current uh, players that he has right now, but uh, uh, Mikey's has always had like yeah. I mean, Mikey's Joe always Mixon, had like really elite uh, players. Um, he's been the leader of our division for I think every year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and then Johnny always has like you know steady players. Like he's not uh, super elite to where he's uh, making to playoffs or he's just. Uh, demolishing uh, people but he's just he's always on a consistent basis and he has like an average um, season every year <laughs> or see average record um, but even then uh, facing him this season was um, also a challenge and then with Emilio was uh, sort of easy because I mean Emilio just doesn't set his lineups or anything so sometimes it can be easy win sometimes uh, you know, Alvin Kamara could just you know, blow <laughs> up and just like uh-huh. take care of his entire team. And true. Just, you know, Very true. He doesn't have to set up anything. It's just you know, Alvin, yeah, Alvin Kamara and yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Alvin Kamara yeah. is a beast, and Russell Wilson is is also a beast. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like I feel like my team is 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 pretty good, and I'm, I'm at the point where I'm laying out this uh, foundation, and it's from here on. I feel like it's only going to get better. Good to know. I think if you look at uh, Jake's team, if you guys don't mind me chiming in here, if if any of us looked at his roster right now, we would say, "How the heck did that team go one and twelve? Granted, all of those players mostly were added after, but uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing that we have to like look forward to. Like the team that lost this season is not the team that's playing next season. Yep, this league is constantly changing, and we got to keep up with the times. Um, same basic question uh, thrown at UGO. Um. I think Tony uh, made a comment uh, last season about him having the toughest division. I beg to argue. Uh, my team, my division had three teams go into the playoffs. Um, Giancarlo, our coach of the year. Ruben, we already talked about him in our previous podcast episode, uh, how he had a top five toughest schedule and yet still made the postseason. And then I, I think I've been a pretty consistent performer there at the near the top of that division at or near the top of the division. Um, uh, no, no offense to Francisco, his team's been uh, near the bottom for quite a while, uh, but I think Francisco's making moves. I think he's growing his team, so I, I've been able to usually uh, been able to farm some wins. Um, from like Giancarlo and and Francisco, just because their teams just weren't up to the same level. Right. I don't think it's going to stay like that. Right. Um, I think I was able to get some wins this year. I think compared to them, though, I think I felt like I, I, I performed well. Um, I don't know how long I'll be able to keep doing that. Francisco's on the up. John Carlos team is a team I'm scared of now. Um, and the, the same the same with 
the same with uh, Ruben Seam. Ruben Seam, I think, is is one of my personal ones that I think will will make it uh, every year to the playoffs in the coming seasons. Well, uh, good to know. So while um, I definitely wanted to talk to you guys about uh, this next season, this uh, 2019 to 2020 season, um, there's something that that we should take note that happened over the course of this past season. Um, if you take a look af- from after the rookie draft, in total between Jake and Giovanni, their teams uh, posted 25 tra- trades between the both of them. Um, now I'd like to take it to to each uh, GM and ask what trade you feel ha- impacted your, your um, success or failure um, from this past season and not, not the one that, that took place um, after the season, but actually oh, during the season, dang, the one that affected us this year. Yes. Oh. Uh, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with you, Jake. Which trade do you feel affected your your team for better or for worse? Okay. Well, let me start off by saying I feel like the multitude of all my trades um, helped me build um, something for the future because my mindset was not trying to focus on this season because I already had the mindset of that my record for this season was gonna be bad. Um, mm-hmm. Whether, you know, just setting up lineups, whatever, trying to pick up players, whatever. Um, no matter what, it was gonna, my end result was gonna be the same. Um, but if there were, I guess there's two regrettable trades that I have for this season that I made. Um, one of them was, uh, I think it was Jarek McKinnon. Um, I talked with uh, Arturo about him, uh, trading with him. And at first, uh, Arturo was trying to get a, a first-round pick off of me. Um, I, I didn't think it was worth it. Gave him, offered him a second. And apparently, he accepted it. But me being the dunce that I am, I misread the, uh, the text message. And I thought he was saying, he said, he said, okay, okay, a second. I thought he was referring to, okay, give me a second to think about it, about the trade or whatever, and he was going to get back to me. Then, I guess weeks later, all of a sudden I see him trade Jared McKinnon for a second to, I, to Gio. And I went back to him getting all mad with him saying like, oh, why did you... Why'd you trade him for a second? I was offering you a second. And he was all like, yeah, but you never you never gave me a second. You never said anything. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one. Um, that one taught me a lesson to pay attention. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if someone says deal on the trade, go for it. Just, you know, uh, send the message out and make it happen. Don't just, you know, kind of wait on someone else's. Uh, response. The other one was um, the trade with uh, it was actually with you, Ryan, with uh, getting uh, uh, Tannehill. Okay. I I feel like that was a very uh, like a regrettable trade because uh, once again uh, played into the whole hype factor. I mm-hmm. thought I during in the beginning of the season I was hearing a lot of news about the uh, Miami Dolphins and they were starting out good. Right. Uh, so assuming that the team is doing good, you'd assume that you know the quarterback is you know moving that along and mm-hmm. the quarterback is is helping with that process. Um, and my team is lacking in the 
in the quarterback position because the only quarterback that I have is Dak Prescott. Right. Um, so uh, at this point, I'm, I was going for for youth, uh, but no one who had a youthful quarterback was uh, dealing with me. Um, and the only quarterback up for trade was was Tannehill that I heard, and I was like, okay, well, Miami's doing pretty good in the right now. Right. You know, let's see what's up. Traded it. It was a little high, but I thought, you know what, he's he's gonna give me points because I mean, he's a quarterback. You know, right. He's gonna give me something. Nope. <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Every time I started him, he's trash. I think Ryan Tannehill might be a free agent. They're talking he about cutting got, him. And yeah. He got me, like, maybe one point, couple points, that's it. Yeah. Barely came close to, like, hitting double digits. That's, like, how does how does a starting quarterback ever do that? <laughs> one game, he got me negative points. Wow. How the... That was... That, 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 I mean... That I, game That game really irked me so much, but you know what? At, it was... It, once again, it was is the fact that I, I I bought into the hype. Yeah. I bought into the rumors that you know Miami was doing good, and I just assumed that uh, Tannehill was uh, was helping out, and Tannehill was you know right. up, up and coming. Um, I do regret that trade. Don't want Tannehill anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are those are the two trades that I kind of regret. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think they. I don't think both of those trades impact me a whole lot. I feel like the Tannehill trade did impact me yeah, a little uh, more yeah. more than the uh, McKinnon one, uh, because uh, I can't remember my plan for McKinnon. I don't know if I was gonna keep him or just trade him for something higher. Right, <laughs> you never know with those yeah. things. Uh, I don't remember at that one, but the Tannehill one for sure was one that impacted me more. But I don't think it was like one of those make or break. Kind right of deals, um, yeah. But overall, the season, um, all of my trades, I don't think it affected the end result. I don't think if I made any different trades, I would have had a better record or mm-hmm. I would have had a a chance for uh, playoffs or anything. So, yeah, my entire strategy was trying to focus on either getting to playoffs next season or right. the se- obviously the season after that. So that's why. Uh, the entire season, I was just banking on uh, uh, accumulating a bunch of uh, picks for the next two, three years. Right, and just chiming in on the Jarek McKinnon situation, um, he was doing pretty well for himself until he got hurt, and so I think that was about the time that, that uh, Arturo was shopping him around, no? Was it before so, or after his so injury? It was, it was after McKinnon got hurt before the season started. Right. So well, I mean, he, he was. He, they, I mean, the reports were that he was doing really good yeah. in, in camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it was a couple months later. It was right around our trade deadline that McKinnon got traded. Right, so. right. And I remember myself being in that trade. And um, the one with Ryan Tannehill, I honestly forgot I had him. So that just, <laughs> what? For a second. Yeah. For a second. I don't even. I don't even know what I did with the second man. I, I probably tra- nope. I think I traded. I think it you away. traded away. I think I can. Remember. Yeah. I, I, I should have kept that. That's, <laughs> that was gold. Um. Anyways. Um. But this isn't about me. It's about you two. So I'm gonna refrain from commenting about my own team. Um, so now we're going to take that same question to, to you, Giovanni. Uh, what trade do you feel uh, helped your season or uh, did not help your season or maybe you have an answer for both? You know which trade 
Um, actually, I don't know if I could say my trades with you helped or didn't help because I feel there's so many times where I've offered you way too much for Jordan Howard or some other player on your team that in the end wouldn't have been worth it. And there's plenty of times where I've wanted players on your team and never gotten them. I still don't think we've ever made a trade, Ryan. Um, um, only when you were uh, co-owning oh, the other team. The yeah, other but, team. But actually, with the Purple Hearts, you've never made no. a trade. I feel like we've talked about trades almost more than anybody else. Like uh, I talk with you a bunch about trades, but we just yeah. never make a deal. Um, I just don't like to talk about them at near midnight. Why, why not? I don't, I don't understand. Because, uh, you know, people want to sleep, Gio. Yeah. You know, people have other things than just, you know, Dynasty isn't always life. Uh, what are you even saying? Not, right? not everybody has free time like <laughs> you. So my, uh, my trade that I want to talk about um, happened on September 1st. Uh, I had a guy who I believed in two years ago and had been sitting rotting on my roster because he was so garbage. <sighs> this guy, Heisman Trophy winner, six six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds of man that should have been amazing, and yet was garbage. Derrick Henry was rotting on my roster, and I needed a running back. I I, I thought that Derrick Henry was gonna be great, but he just didn't look it. I, Deion Lewis came in, he was getting touches. I said, I don't want this on my team anymore. No matter how much how young he was and how much potential he had, I, I needed something that was at least just consistent. Because I, I, I had my studs. I had Kareem Hunt, I had Le'Veon Bell. I needed somebody who could just get me like 10 points a week, you know, just something somebody not flashy. So I traded Derrick Henry to Jesus Valenzuela and I got Lamar Miller. Now, Lamar Miller is not exciting. <laughs> But Lamar Miller is, hey, seven, eight points. That's all I needed. I needed somebody they could fill in. Um, eventually, uh, I traded away Lamar Miller. Um, I traded away Lamar Miller so I could get Golden Tate late in the season because I, I needed some wide receiver depth go, making my push for the playoffs. So I, called it, I consider that like two parts of that trade. I traded, uh, I traded Lamar Miller away to John Wiley, who needed a running back um, and, and was able to give me Golden Tate um, for him. Now, I gave away Derrick Henry. He did nothing throughout most of the season. I got Lamar Miller. He was doing nothing, so I traded him away. The week after I traded Lamar Miller to John Wiley, Lamar Miller went on to average 14 points a game for the next three, four weeks, which was what I would have needed um, from him just because they started the, the Texans started running the ball, having the lead. Um, on the other hand, Derrick Henry did nothing. It, until it counted, and he had four touchdowns and 200 yards, and then he had another 30-point game and another 28-point game. Oh, guess who could have used a running back in the playoffs? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the guy who had Kareem Hunt get suspended. If you guys can't tell, I'm not over it yet. Alan, congratulations. You're one. But I, I definitely regret that trade. Uh, I think I know part of me wanting to always improve my team means that there are some players that I've, that, I've, uh, that I've gotten rid of probably too early. I could have held on to them a little bit longer and, and seen them break out, but I would rather get rid of them because I need to win right now. Um, but that, that constant desire to win now ha has led to me missing out on some players, e even like some free agent pickups because I'm not willing to drop somebody on my team that I need to win right now. So that's probably that, that Derrick Henry trade and then trading away Lamar Miller 
that I got from the Derrick Henry trade. I, I ended up needing a running back and not having one, and so I, I regret that. Right. Um, well, I don't have much more to say than that because <laughs> obviously those are definitely some blows to your teams. And honestly, if Thanks. you had seen the way that your uh, season was going to end because you had stated previously that it's win or nothing, um, you probably, with the trades that you had made in the offseason, you probably would have kept those players and would have had um, a lot more of a promising prospect for this next season. Yeah, maybe maybe better to lose one or two games and have those players for the playoffs than, than nothing. I just hate, I hate losing. <laughs> All right, transitioning to... Um, some, uh, a different uh, part of our, our little segment here. Um, one thing that I had mentioned earlier, again, was the uh, was the trades that, that you guys have accumulated. And the fact of the matter is, with my personal team, I don't think I've, well, through the time of owning my team, have made that many trades. So please, um, if, you, if you don't mind, just comment a little bit about um, how these trade processes, how you go about it in your mind, these trade processes, what makes a good trade, what makes a bad trade. Uh, tell me about you guys' personal arts of training, uh, of trading. Uh, Jake, can we start off with you? Um, obviously, the uh, art, of, art of trading and, and valuing is, is going to differ from person to person. Um, but there's always that the, the basic principle of, you know, uh, certain players and their values or whatever. Um, but the, just the way I see it is, you know, you analyze your team, analyze the players, um, uh, take in, consider all the factors, uh, whether you know, are they are injury prone, uh, depending on uh, how many points that they average, or uh, depending on what team they're on, you know, position, starter, second, third, whatever, um, and just determine your base value for that person what's the lowest you'll take for that person and what's the highest that you hope mm -hmm. and you try to find those I guess those those top three those top three I, I guess ideal picks the first one is obviously going to be the, the one where you know you you gain a lot what you, you want to your rich pick and then the second is going to be your you know your average you're you're happy the other person's happy and then the third one is like you're kind of not happy but you know mm -hmm. you got something out of it the person kind of got better than you but you never want to uh, I guess do charity you don't want to <laughs> do charity I don't like that um, I don't like giving away charity to people um, because uh, you know how is it helping uh, helping me uh, because the whole point is for my team to uh, outperform you so um, don't oh, don't give away charity even if a person um, offers you whatever uh, additional um, player mm -hmm. or fab or extra pick that they put in just because oh you know just because they like you as a person or whatever whatever reason mm -hmm. that they give you um, just because they did it doesn't mean you have to f you feel entitled to 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 uh, be charitable to them <laughs> to the point where it hurts you yeah. it's it's okay to you know throw in whatever throw in like maybe a fourth or an, another third if you're uh, giving away picks or something like that um, and you're getting a, a pretty good player or if someone's uh, giving you a deal throw in something else um, but don't just you know give it away just because someone else helped helped you out or whatever um, 
but that's yeah, that's like collusion right there. Yeah, that's just that's just kind of how I do it. I just analyze my my team um, and focus on the focus on the points or structures of your team where uh, you need improvement on. Uh, obviously, tackle the tackle the positions or the weak points that you desperately need um, first. Um, and just find your find your leverage. Just find whatever mm-hmm. you have um, that's sort of the upper hand or something that you can leverage with. Uh, for example, with my team, it's um, I don't have a whole lot of elite um, big name players, but I do have a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's that's my leverage. That's my that's my uh, uh, bidding. I guess persuasion uh, for people, right. you know. Uh, I may not have like you know uh, a player that averages twenty three points or thirty points or is uh, incredibly super consistent, but I can get you pretty high picks. Uh, mm-hmm. I can give you multiple picks than mm-hmm. you know anyone else in the league, uh, and probably will be more willing to give out the picks for you know certain players. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just that's pretty much how I do it. Um, just you know, know your players, know your team, um, put in all the factors, and uh, always have your always have your uh, base value in, in mind, um, and uh, pay attention to the trades. Pay attention <laughs> to proposals. Pay attention to whatever trades that people give you. Um, if it sounds like it's good to be true. It probably is. <laughs> so don't always bite at the first offer that everyone gives you. Um, yeah. uh, always, you know, give out your counter, you know. And don't be afraid to to give counters. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, work it out, talk it out. I know it can be kind of stressful if the person's always saying, no, 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 like, okay, how about this? Okay, how about that? You have about 30 different variations of this trade. <laughs> Literally me and Giovanni. Yeah. Every- <laughs> Exactly, but don't be afraid of that though. Don't be afraid. It, it can be frustrating, yes, because it's kind of like a whole lot of talk and, right. and nobody's getting anywhere. But right. the thing is, it's it's we're trying to you know work it out together and try to find out a, a happy medium between both teams, how uh, each person can uh, uh, benefit from it. Right. So yeah, just don't be afraid to you know talk through it and uh, and get what you want. I remember um, one of our trades, I, um, I put in um, uh, Kevin Rudolph, the red-nosed uh, tight end, and um, I didn't want to do it, but I did. And then um, I thought that was going to be enough, and then you asked me to throw in something else, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> and now I learned not to do that without saying without at least putting up a fight yeah. but then again i did get robert woods from you so i mean i i feel like i gave up um uh, something that i don't well it's it's a it's in the future so we'll never know what that pick will turn into or what you have done or will do to i don't know i can't even keep up there's been so many trades um but uh thank you for your input um now we're gonna shift gears over to uh, giovanni same question i don't know um We'll have a we'll have an article in our in our league magazine that kind of goes over these interviews and, and talks a little bit more about it. And, I, and I've entitled the article "The Art of the Deal." Um, um, I think it is an art. Um, it's funny that you send a trade proposal to to Emilio, and he says no, 
Or it doesn't get back to you. Correct. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of, actually, no. Okay, I'll take that back. He sent a trade proposal to Emilio. He said he says nothing. You eventually get him, and he says no. Like, just N-O, and that's it. We love you. Send, you send a trade sure. proposal to Arturo. He doesn't even read it. He says, sure. He says, okay. Um, Austin sends a trade proposal through the app. Like, through the e app like who does that like and it doesn't have any notes or anything it's just the i'll give you these austin actually will give you 40 players for just one of your players Not, nothing good but like he'll give you 40 players for just one player like but it's only through the app right um you send a message to like jesus or francisco or something and, and they've got a lot of that redraft mentality i think they're adjusting and they're learning but they're coming in and they say no i, I need a player i want player for player they're all about that player for player um thought so, and I think that none of those are the way to, um, to, to make a deal for me personally. Now, now for them, it might work. That, mm-hmm. that might be how they work. Um, for me, you, you've, you've commented a couple times about it, Ryan, saying that uh, me and you, we talk a lot about trades, but don't make them happen. Uh, I like to do that with everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I've, t- I've talked about plenty of trades that didn't happen with Jake. We have some trades that did. I've talked about plenty of trades with Tony that haven't happened. Same. I've talked about plenty of trades with Johnny. Some did, some didn't. Uh, I think the Amari Cooper trade with Giancarlo, we sent maybe 100 messages back and forth about that one trade uh, over the course of the year. We talked about it early. We talked about it later. Then eventually in the offseason, we made it happen. You know, I sent Giancarlo a ton of other trades, and we talked about it um, because my big thing is it, it may not be the best way to do it because I might be a little annoying, but I, my goal is to never come to somebody and give them an offer. I don't want to ever walk in and say, hey, here's my offer. This is this. I want to talk to them. I want to see, hey, are they, are they in the mood to make a deal? If they're not, why am I going to force it? I don't want to try and force a deal with somebody who doesn't want to make a deal. That's fine. You know, right. I, don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to do that. If they are in the mood to make a deal, if they're interested, okay, they're interested. Now I know that. Let's talk about what they're interested in. Okay, let's hear what they're interested in. Most people are kind of reluctant to give that up because they don't want to put all their cards on the table. That's okay. I'm, I feel I feel very free telling them what I'm interested in. Right. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll throw a couple of names out there, but I found um, that like being coy or like trying to be like uh, like sneaky, like I'm interested in this guy when I'm actually interested in this other guy doesn't work. So I, I've kind of gotten rid of that and said, hey, you know what? This is the guy I want. Like I'm interested in him. What do we have to do to make that deal? And then talk from there. I'm not interested in saying, hey, give this, this, and this, and I get that. And that's not how my things are. I, I want to talk like, oh, great. Where, where do you see that value? Do you, do you feel, um, how do you feel about him and his offense? Where do you feel like a second is, is what you need? I, I love to ask. Now, not everybody's willing to give their response, but I'll keep asking. I'll keep talking about it. Um, because Jake talked about being a happy medium. I don't want anybody ever to walk away from a deal with me saying, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I want them to say that a year later when I'm winning. I want Mm. them to say, oh man, he saw something I didn't. Like, I don't mind that, but I don't want anybody walking away from the deal right after it happens saying I shouldn't have done that. And and I know that I've offered a couple people after they made a deal with me saying, hey, if you don't like it, if if you don't like the way this ends, like, tell me, I'll cancel the trade. I'll I'll send you your people back because I'd rather have people happy with with me and keep those bridges open to make deals in the future than like take advantage of somebody one time and, and then and then now I won't be able to make trades like no offense to Austin I think he's getting better at it but I think that hurt him 
because his first year or two, he took advantage of some people and made some, like, we all, we all made fun of him for the trades, but it helped him. It helped him win a title. But now he's sitting a little bit lower. His team uh, is in that middle ground, kind of, and he's trying to make trades, and he can't make as many of those trades because people are more wary of trading with him. Uh, maybe they don't trust him as much. Um, as far as, like, things I look at in players, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to give up all my secrets, you know, on scouting and stuff, but I, I read a lot of stupid articles. I, I read articles that say this thing, and I read articles that say the opposite thing, and I look at it all. I, I love looking at advanced metrics. I probably get caught up in them too much uh, sometimes, um, but I think scheme plays a huge role. So I want players that are playing for good offensive-minded coaches, and then for defense, I, I want players who are talented and in a good position. Um, obviously, I don't want to give, give everything up, but like... Uh, I'm, I'm going to always be looking for 4-3 defensive ends who play on teams that don't have a very good offense because I want teams that are going to be cons consistently on the field. I want fat, my, my number one thing I look for in linebackers is guys who aren't leaving the field. I want coverage linebackers um, who are fast because mm -hmm. the way the NFL is going, um, we, we saw so many more like nickel and sub packages this year with like a hybrid safety mm -hmm. because you need somebody that has speed. So when you have a linebacker that can, that has that type of speed and range to stay in the middle of the field, uh, that's the guy I want on my team. Uh, I would say stuff about corners and safeties, but my scouting on corners and safeties has just been bad. I keep missing with safeties. Like <laughs> I had to trade for some and even then I traded for the wrong one. So I guess I don't, I don't have the eye for safeties yet. Um, uh, for wide receivers, route running trumps all, um, and relationship with quarterback is the second number one is the second thing I look for. Uh, so height, weight, speed, all those things are great. Uh, I think route running uh, is the number one most important thing that I'm looking for, and, and how that player interacts with their quarterback. Do they have his trust? Uh, are they his main target? You know, so definitely like target share, not necessarily like snap count, but target share when he's on the field. Is he getting the ball? Uh, running backs is a crap shoot because you never know when they're going to haul off and punch a woman. Um, <laughs> still not over it. Um, but uh, but there, are some, there are certain things I look for in, in running backs. I, I want them to be agile, have some burst, have some pass catching. Um, so just different things. But I think the biggest part is that there's never – I think there are very few players that I don't want. I, I think I want almost everybody's players. It just just finding that ground where they're happy and I'm happy because some people don't want to give up their players. That's okay, and there maybe there's some players or some picks I don't want to give up. But everybody on my team is tradable except one, no two, and everybody and I feel like I want everybody on everybody's team, everybody else's team. Just depends on the value. Right, right, and just putting in my own input. Um, there are times where people have come up to me and maybe I should have made more of an effort to make a trade. However, I felt like my player at the end of the day, whether it's then or in the future, had a lot more upside than what I was receiving in that time. And I, I think that um, both of your perspectives on, on trade is definitely something to, to be noted, considering um, how many you've successful ones that have been made and ones that um, are just left to, to the history, history books, as to say. Can, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Um, Drafting is extremely important. Oh, Drafting is extremely important because that's how you can build your team um, for, for the future. But I don't think you can draft your way to a championship. I think you can draft a contending team 
I think you have to make some trades. You have to make some free agent pickups. There's more to it. And so trading may not always be the easiest. I think both Jake and I, and even what you said, is that it takes time. And you have to be going back and forth sometimes with people so that it can work the best for, for everybody. But that time translates uh, onto the field. Right. And I, I want to stress something that you just mentioned. Um, even though it's not really looked at highly, we you can get quality players in the free agency when the time is right for their career. Um, one player to be noted is, is a... Is a little rookie that I think we all might have maybe heard of. I don't know, maybe by the name of Philip Lindsay. Um, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen was another one. Uh, both are on my team. <laughs> don't have me, bro. Uh, so just keep on the lookout. Just stay on your grind. Always keep an eye out. And you never know what players are going to land. So moving on to our um, next little segment to kind of close out the night. Um, there's... Uh, question I, I wanted to particularly aim at Jake and just kind of get an outsider's perspective too. Um, so an ongoing issue is in our league is the basically apathy of some of our owners. Um, you sat at the at, at the borderline for a while, even giving up players at the jack for basically nothing for free. Um, what prompted your team's metamorphosis into a contending team? Um... I guess it was just this season, um, the way, because I, I don't think it just happened to me either. I, obviously, mine was the more, uh, I guess, dramatic and, and, and surprising uh, 180 turnaround, but I feel like mo- multiple players this season, uh, I mean, multiple teams this season uh, are turning around, and this season is... Uh, the catalyst for, uh, I guess, booming for uh, certain teams, uh, uh, you know, naming off a few GK, whatever, and, and uh, Allen, you know, coming out on top, or whatever. But um, I guess just the, just the past years, um, I never really gave too much attention to uh, dynasty or fantasy football. Um, started to dwindle in interest, um, and. Um, but um, it just just this season uh, sparked up my interest again, and um, it made me realize um, uh, when I started making trades to you know build up my team for the future. Because it, if you're like at the bottom or started going to the bottom in the dynasty league, um, it can kind of feel like you're trapped or whatever. And because you don't get a, a freshing start, or right? Whatever. Like the like the bigger the, teams keep getting bigger, and the smaller teams keep falling down. Yeah, exactly. It, it, especially if you start like losing track. But the thing is, uh, and that's also the beauty of, of dynasty is that it's not just one season. It's not just one year. Yeah, you know, you you take an L for that year or that season, but you know things change next season. You come back up. You know you. You, you have to have the you have to start to have the mentality of of uh, looking towards the future um, if this season ain't going good you know what uh, build up so that you you have a you have a better um, structure for next season and that's just that's the mentality that I had when I started out this season and I said to myself you know what I'm gonna give it a try uh, 
actually try and analyze with these trades and actually try to uh, build something and uh, build a team that, that could contend and, and actually compete with these, uh, these top teams that uh, average like over 200 points. So, you know, right. Um, so that, that was, that was pretty much the goal is, or that's the goal now is to, you know, be one of those talked about teams and be one of those teams that uh, people in this league um, say, Oh man, I'm, I'm facing Jake this week. Oh <laughs> dang, you know, man. that's, that's pretty much the goal. And that's, that, that's pretty much what I had in the beginning of the season. And that's what made me, turn around because uh you know honestly getting got tired of of not really trying not really focusing just you know letting the letting my team drop down and and have the you know terrible season and giving away free free wins and stuff especially when you look at the you look at the week and you're just like i could have won <laughs> like yeah. you know it, it it's 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 a feeling that's not uh, that's not good. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, that was that's that's pretty much uh, the reason was uh, I want to be, you know, part of those uh, contenders and part of those, you know, that uh, really good team. Alright. Well, thank you for your input. Um, Mind well, if I ask you a quick question? Mind yeah. if I jump in? Yeah. I I just wanted to ask Jake. Like, I don't know. For me personally. I love, obviously, I love winning. I think that's the number one thing. I love to win. So, like, I'm going to always try. But I have a lot of fun, like, the back and forth. I like making trades. It's fun. Did, did you find that this season, too, as, as you, like, got yeah. more engaged and involved? Yeah, actually, when when you start having more and more trades, and it, it just feels like a lot more is going on instead of just, you know, kind of sitting back and watching your team just, you know, just play. Uh, when you're making trades, it... it you're actually it feels like you know you're actually doing something like it just it's more interactive it feels more interactive and and, and it's really cool honestly i i find it really fun um it also helps me get more insight on on, on people's values and stuff and mm. and uh the more you do it the more uh traits you pick up on certain people some pre- some people like to favor certain uh positions more than more than others um uh, and everybody's values once again like i said everybody's values are different so um you can use that to your advantage but yeah this past season with all these trades uh, it was actually pretty fun doing multiple trades with mm-hmm. multiple different teams which was uh pretty amazing and honestly surprising how how many people were willing to trade uh, with you is surprising. So when you get into it, like, you know, really get into it because you'll be surprised on the certain people that will be willing to trade with you and the certain players that you can get, actually. Because honestly, uh, I looked at my team and I thought, there's no way I can get anybody. There's no way I can get, no one's going to take Marshawn Lynch for a second. (laughs) Yeah. I got Marshawn Lynch for a second and third, I believe. <laughs> I got I got some pretty good picks out of yeah. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. who just came out of retirement. retirement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, just like that, you know, you you don't you you don't you won't be able to expect um, anything. It's it's very uh, unpredictable. Very well. Um, one of the questions that came to mind while while you were talking was. 
Um, we do have a few teams that um, can be a little bit, um, just to put nicely, a uh, absent. Um, what little advice would you uh, kind of give to them to kind of kick the spark back into their uh, playing, like, once again? Um, I guess the only advice is just, you know, obviously set your lineups. But <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but uh, just figure out, just figure out what you what you need on your team, and make a trade here and there. Just you know, at least hear someone out. If someone offers you a trade, hear it out. You know, don't always you know either deny it or just read it and then not say anything. But you know, hear it out, look at it, um, and uh, if you don't like it, obviously you know. Give a counter, and maybe your deal was better than the than the one that they thought for themselves. Um, you might get uh, a bunch of different picks out of it, or whatever. You know, just um, give it a try. Just you know, try it out, um, and just send out you know either little trades or or big trades or whatever. You know, just just uh, honestly, just it's something that you have to just try it out. And uh, I honestly will tell you that it's it's more f it's more fun than than you than you than you might think. Very well, thank you, um, uh, Giovanni. Um, as the commissioner, uh, particularly, and as someone who has been a consistent winner in, in our league, whether a championship or getting really close to it, um, we've been vocal throughout these seasons about how you feel about um, juvenile. Uh, uh, GMs um, and have even <laughs> replaced few uh, throughout throughout our time and we've had some that were on the cusp of being replaced once again but ultimately the league had voted to keep them giving them another chance uh, what are you looking for this year in seeing out of those um, teams that are being um, owned and uh, what kind of progress do you want to see made with them that's actually a really good question. Thank you, Ryan. Um, the, the first thing I can say is I don't want you. I want I like I don't want anybody, uh, specifically those teams maybe who are who who could use some help uh, turning themselves into a contender because um, those are the ones I think it's easier to give up on. Mm -hmm. uh, if your team's winning, uh, it's it's easier to be more engaged. But if your team's on, on the bottom end, um, Allen has shown that it can be done. Right. I think Alan, Alan from from zero and thirteen, no zero wins, right. to to a champion in two years and and, a, and two playoff appearances in those two years since he took over the team. It's shown that it can be done. I don't want anybody to just go in and say I'm gonna make moves for the sake of making moves. I, I don't want anybody to go and say I'm gonna make a trade because uh, I I need to make a trade because uh, I should make trades because they're gonna kick me out if I don't make trades. I'm not gonna kick anybody out for not making any trades. Like, that that's not the goal. Um, I, I think what I I think what I'm looking for, I think what all of us are looking for in the league is is to have everybody. Uh, not everybody's going to be as into it as I am. I, I totally understand that. Not everybody's going to be doing the same thing Jake is. Not everybody's going to be doing the same thing Tony is. But that's why there's 16 different owners. All of us are different. All of us have different personalities. But if all of us are trying to win, it makes it way more fun. Mm -hmm. Like, 
like when I'm playing against, I have a, I have rivalries with Tony. I have rivalries with Ruben. Like when I'm playing those teams, like I know they're going to try and beat me and I'm going to try and beat them. And, and, and it's more fun. It's more engaging. Um, versus when I'm playing somebody who, who doesn't care okay. if they win or lose. And, and, and I mean, granted that's their decision, but it's not fun for them and it's not fun for the person who's playing for them. So right. I think, um, don't go out and make a trade for the sake of making a trade, but don't be scared to make a trade. Uh, some people might be scared. They say, oh, well, somebody's going to take advantage of me. Well, I hate to say it like that, but, but like, no more than that. Like, don't, n- nobody should ever take advantage of you. If you're making that trade, you're making that trade. So, so just, I, I want everybody to be trying um, their best to win. Now, does that mean punting on this season? Okay. But the, don't just punt on the season and just let it sit. Like, try and make yourself better. Um, you know, I, I think there's two teams I'm going to be specifically looking at this next year, not as ones who are, like, getting kicked out, anything like that, nothing at all like that. But there are two teams. Jason and John have consistently been holding their teams. They, they picked up their teams, their replacement owners, and, and, and we love having them in. And they're not the most active. But they're also not dead. They're not just sitting there doing nothing. They're doing little bits. So I think we've got people making huge moves and we've got people making no moves. The no moves, that's where we're worried. Those people in the middle, like Jason and John, like they're slowly, like that's, that's their style. That's their style. I'm totally okay with that um, because they're trying to win and that's how they think they can do it the best way for their team. I may not, it may not be the way I would do it, but it's the way they'll do it. What I, what I don't want to see is people who aren't doing anything to win and, and whether it's trades or free agent pickups or setting your lineups or, or just being engaged in the league. Like, um, I, I think if everyone's trying to win, you won't see the same people at the top consistently. Cause that's the thing I've heard other people say, well, Oh, well those same teams are going to be there at the top, the, the big ones, you know, but if everybody's trying to win, that's not going to happen. Right. It can't stay like that because, um, I'm going to trade away Derrick Henry and he's going to go to a team where he blows up, you know, or uh, somebody's going to waste a draft pick on somebody who's a bust, like Mikey picking Josh Doxson or something, you know, right. like th- those picks like that or, or trades like that should have hurt us. Right. But because other people weren't trying as much, we were able to uh, pick people up in free agency or something mm-hmm. and keep our teams where they were instead of dropping down. Like we should have, because not everybody was as engaged as they could have been. So I don't know. I'm probably rambling right here, but just if you, uh, if you, if you're trying to win and you're and you're engaged, then uh, then you're good in my book, and we're and we're glad to have you. Right. I think I think it's fair to say that we all want levels of competition. We want to win, <laughs> but, but the competition exactly. you don't want to. It's much it's much nicer uh, beating someone in a game of basketball one on one. With someone around your age as opposed to a seven-year-old. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm going to interject here with a little bit of, of my own. Um, I, I, like I said, I haven't made too many trades, but someone, something that someone told me is to remember that um, your players are your players. You're going to value them however you, you, you're going to value them. And if you see them getting better over the, the time, I think that's something to um, that's worth mentioning in trades. Um, I, I do like Gio's approach. When it comes to actually talking about um, where you see the players, why you, you value them, and maybe you might not agree. But at the end of the day, I think you could come away, uh, whether or not it's with or without a trade, respecting um, the, the opinion of the other person. Um, agree to disagree? Who knows? 
Um, but that's only something you're going to find out if you ask the questions. Right. So um, I think that that's going to be it for tonight. Um, we're uh, so glad that you guys have um, been with us for however long you guys have been. I know that I've been at, with this uh, since the start from the jump. Maybe I didn't care about it as much. Maybe I was that middle team kind of cusping towards the end. Um, but one thing that I've always appreciated is, is um, the level of, of support and friendship that I've had, even with the rival teams. <laughs> so um, this is uh, uh, General Manager Ryan uh, of Team Two Weeb For Me. Don't at me unless you're trying to make a trade. Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off as well. I really like what you said. U- ultimately, um, I, I love football and I love fantasy football. But the real reason I love this game is because I get to play it with you guys. Because uh, we've been friends since we were young, and 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 I, and I'm hoping that you know as as we have people move away like John Carlo or something like that, this is a way we can still stay in contact. You know. Because I, I, mean, I probably should, like, call Giancarlo more often or, like, now that Mikey's in Bethel, like, keep in touch with him more, you know. But um, it, like, life happens. We all, we all, we, like, life just goes on. But I think this is, like, a way that we can all still stay in contact, still, you know, still be still be hanging out with each other a little bit, even, even if it's just in this game. So thank you guys all for playing with me. To be fair, we still invite Giancarlo to play flag football. We do. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to sign off this is jake uh just probably gonna just reiterate what uh what geo saying this is, this is a great league this is fun this is, a, this is you know fun format i really like dynasty um and uh you know it's it's a great way to stay connected uh uh probably should uh you know talk to john carlo other than about trades uh, <laughs> probably just you know catch up uh Still gonna, still gonna shoot you some trades, uh, John Carlos. So, uh, I, I might, I might hit you with, you know, hey, how's it going? But just want to make a trade? Yeah, just, <laughs> uh, just know that a, a trade's coming up. But yeah, uh, just signing off. This is Jake, the GM of San Dizzy Krispy Kremes. Peace out.